0: Welcome to the How of Car Washing, the podcast that helps the car wash owner, operator, and manager address the challenges and opportunities associated with building and running automated car washes in today's fast-paced environment. And now, here are your hosts, David Begin and Henry Lopez.
1: Hello, car wash nation. This is David Begin. Thank you for listening to this episode of the How of Car Washing. I got two special guests with me today from JBS. I've got Randy Wingert, who's the director of sales, and Erica Fay. Who's the marketing director? We're going to talk all things chemicals today, so thanks for joining me, guys and gals.
2: Thanks for having us.
1: Yeah, thanks. Question for you real quick. I know this might this is a question that drives me crazy when I hear people asking it when they say, "What's the best chemicals what What chemicals should I buy? What are the best chemicals it, it's a It's a much longer discussion. The other thing that drives me nuts is the question, how much should I be spending on chemicals? What should my chemical cost be?" And what say you, Randy, when people ask you those questions?
0: Well, it's the classic consultative sale, right? Right. So it starts off with, you know, when you, you look at the success or the success wheel of conversation, and you're right, it is a long conversation, but to just distill it real quick is what are their goals? I Meaning if you go to a car wash operator, do you want to be the best car wash in town? Do you want to be the fastest Do you want to be the cheapest? Do you want to create the shiniest car? Do you just want to be known for the best quality car wash? What's your goal? And then the second question we ask is, well, from the metric standpoint, what are your financial goals? What's your throughput? Uh, What kind of sales per car goals do you have? You know, from a metric standpoint. Then we move on to, you just hit it right on the head and I think it's classic, is who on the outside is helping you and your folks on the inside get to where you need to be? Meaning, do you need consultative selling and service? Do you need someone to come in and be the trusted advisor or do you have it handled? You shared with us, you subcontracted that out. You you needed service. So who on the outside is helping you um, reach your goals, and then the next natural question would be, who on the inside, meaning on your own staff, is working with the people on the outside to get to you to where you want to be? And then finally, um, how how do you plan to promote your car wash? And and by asking those questions, you can drive into what type of chemical brand would be best for you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: For example. If you want to have the cheapest car wash and quality is not that important, perhaps you're, you're uh, going to use a chemical brand that is uh, mediocre performance and perhaps uh, proportionate to the price. But if you want to have a quality car wash and you want to um, be known as top quality, then you're going to have a chemical brand. You're going to require perhaps a chemical brand that meets those requirements. Because there is a positive correlation between quality and price when it comes to chemical, for sure. And most of the major chemical manufacturers um, will have a good, better, best, um, oftentimes in their, in their product portfolios. Not all, mm-hmm. but I think the major answer to your question is what is the operator's expectation and how do they plan to get there? But the last one that I always like to work on is, is promotion. I mean, every car wash operator is in business to do one thing and one thing only. I know we all say that we wanna please people and we're, we, we have all those intrinsic values of auto appearance, but in the end, it comes down to making money. Right. And sometimes the best supplier in the chemical industry is the one that helps you promote your car wash, helps you work your menu, Helps you work limited time promotions, um, obviously uh, calibrates the chemical to their manufacturing standard, but really has an eye on coming in and helping you promote your business because larger uh, chemical manufacturers borrow ideas from all over the country. So when they uh, send their representatives to your car wash, they can give you a lot of uh, interesting viewpoints from things they've seen around the country yeah. and so if you align yourself with someone like that they can give you unique ideas to help paste another buck a car and that and that goes a long way when you're doing a hundred thousand cars a year so yeah. promotion of the car wash um, but it has to be it has to be a value of the operator if, if the operator values that um, there are a number of chemical brands including ours, that provides that, that promotion and marketing support.
1: Yeah, no, I I agree with that. I think that's a big component of the process. And I also think that, um, you know, I, I just, you know, it it was always amazing when I ran my car washes about every month or two, somebody would contact me and say, I can cut your cost per car. Mm -hmm. And that's a very, you know, for a lot of operators, that's a very tempting offer, but for (laughs) me, it was not because just, you know, I just, sure, anybody can cut cost per car, um, but you might not be getting what you need on the back end in terms of quality and in terms of uh, service. So, you know, I, I, I get frustrated when I, when people want to take the discussion down to the point of what's it costing me per car, because, you know, a lot of that is asking, like you said, Randy, asking the questions, you know, what? what do you want to be? Do you want to be the fastest? Do you want to be the the best. You want to have the highest quality. If you want to have the highest quality, then the way you set up your tunnel, the way you run your chain speed, yep. a lot of that changes.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's well said. And, you know, it, it's true to any industry. I mean, if you, if you wanted to be in the retail format of a, of a restaurant, you know, the, the quality of food and you, so it's deciding what you want to be first and foremost. But what I found over the years is that, you know, you get the money, you got the people, you have the equipment, you have the location, you have the chemical to clean the car, but in the end, the biggest downfall sometimes is that at retail, to be able to promote and advertise, uh, cultivate new customers, and, and really do a killer business. Yeah. And um, I was just in a conference in San Antonio where the panelists, um, which I felt you know very interesting, they, uh, they talked a lot about the the importance of being able to effectively promote their car wash and some, and for some reason, David, and this is how it all came down. The car wash equipment manufacturers for years um, had didn't have much of an interest in chemicals. They just wanted to sell the capital goods and that let's say 20 years ago, 10 years ago, a number of, car wash equipment manufacturers offered the chemical, or at least had alliance with the chemical to bundle it up into a single value proposition. But for years, the chemical manufacturers had the burden of creating all the promotional materials, the menus, the the wind signs and banners and everything associated with the car wash. It was interesting how that secondary market opened up. Today you're seeing the car wash equipment manufacturers really taking a uh, a strong look at just having everything whereby they sell the machine, they sell the chemicals, they sell the the replacement parts, and the maintenance and brake fix repair services all in one value proposition to include marketing support. And that has made uh, the chemical manufacturers have to work a little harder to keep the businesses um, and partnerships that they've had at retail for years.
1: Yeah, yeah, no no doubt. We're seeing some big changes in that industry. And I'm going to ask you some of those macro questions a little later on as far as, you know, what what do you see in changes in the industry that are exciting and that, that are going to concern you? But if, if we kind of go back to chemicals, what what are some of the biggest mistakes you think car wash operators make when executing on their chemical program?
0: Well, it, it's, it's an extension of what we talked about before. You know, First of all, best, cheap, quality, what, what do you wanna be? And then not aligning themselves with the right uh, vendor because of perhaps um, having a crush on a, a, a cheaper brand where they believe they perceive that they can save money. Um, you independently here, said that you didn't think that was important to your own operated washes, Um, I feel the same way for you know anyone in the car wash business. I think that with car wash chemistry, the biggest thing that I've seen from a sales and marketing point of view is there is no such thing as a set it and forget it chemical system. You have too many seasonal changes, you have uh, I mean, you know, in the greater Ohio area, it wasn't too long ago, two months ago, that it was uh, it was really cold air. And one of the things that we've seen changes in the industry now is a lot of chemical manufacturers have gone to hyper concentrates. Mm-hmm. And the hyper concentrates are, you know, they have a lot of advantages, right? They, um, they have less water, uh, Logistics and transportation cost, or better backroom space—all um, these advantages that a hyper concentrate has—and most of the major chemical manufacturers have a hyper concentrate in their in their product portfolio. But I think the biggest mistake is is not having a commitment up front to either align themselves with a uh, chemical manufacturer that pri- provides schedule ongoing service, which mm-hmm. is going to factor in the price of the chemical. Say, no, I can handle it on my own. I've got it, right? And then taking the manufacturer's recommendation. So for example, at JBS, we have a lot of products that um, will, our factory recommendation on dilution might be 500 to one. And you're like, okay, you know, we know in this environment and this application that it'll work that way. And then when you go and go maybe a couple months go by and you go out to the location and you see that they're tipping it out at 900 to one. Well, how'd that happen? Well, perhaps they wanted to lean it out. They wanted to see how much they could get out of the formula. So by, by, not, by not aligning themselves with the right chemical manufacturer to begin with, but not uh, aligning themselves with ongoing service meaning uh, making sure that the machine is calibrated on a regular basis is extremely important and then if they're going to do it themselves which a lot of owner operators that are high involvement will do it themselves that they don't um, they don't follow the manufacturers recommendations and I believe that hurts them you know they say yeah, well, I'm gonna no. save a dollar here know, <laughs> well, I that's going to affect the performance of the chemistry.
1: I, I, yeah, I, I can't agree more. And I see that more and more. And I think just from an operator's perspective, what, you know, I was always looking, how do I control cost. And there's so many costs in the car wash industry that are fixed costs, right? I can't negotiate with the water utility. I can't negotiate with the electricity guys, but I can certainly control (laughs) chemical costs. And so that's where a lot of people start going off the reservation when they think, well, if it's costing me a dollar a car, I can, you know, cut it in half and it me 50 cents a car. Or I can take 50 cents a car and make it 25 cents a car. And I, and, and all that. And, and I, I get that tendency from the owner's standpoint of wanting to manage that cost. And, you know, I, I eventually had to come to the point where, okay, how do I effectively manage this cost? And so we would do, you know, what I really wanted to know is what, well, what should my cost be for this particular chemical, this application, on this package and then if it got outside that range and then i wanted my guys to get on it and figure out what's going on um you know what what is it so you brought up a great point randy as far as hyper hyper concentrates the 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 opportunity for error on hyper concentrates is even greater because the dilution ratios are much smaller than you know when when i have a gallon container of the same chemical that would provide 35 gallons or 55 gallons there's a big big difference in that and you know i, w- I had a lot more flexibility and wiggle room when the chemistry or the chemicals were not as concentrated would you agree disagree i or?
0: i definitely agree and you know let's let's expand on that a little bit you know turtle wax was the founding father of uh, hyper-concentrate technology in the industry, patenting dilution blocks in a bag-in-a-box, hyper-concentrated chemical system uh, ge- uh, developed in the late 80s. And believe it or not, it it, t- it was a number of years before other chemical manufacturers did the same thing. The concept of a hyper-concentrate is obviously to, to Formulate the chemistry without as much water. In fact, in some cases, maybe just 15% water, deionized water. The thing about the hyper is that it's it's it has a lot of requirements. So, for example, the hyper concentrates that might have only 15% water. That's that's quality water, meaning deionized water. So, when that's homogenized and emulsified in 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 a final finished good, it's. Uh, it has to be. It has to be used with expert care. So you're taking the hyper concentrate. Remember the days when you just take a drum and you would drop a foot valve in it, and um, it, you know, it was kind of forgiving. The conventional yeah. chemistry, very forgiving. But hyper concentrates, for example, Southern Florida in the in the summertime, there's a lot of water in the air. And so, those hyperconcentrates need to be in secondary containers that are airtight, that the calibration needs to be revisited on a regular basis. And then the other, uh, you mentioned the factor in usage, municipal water supplies and the quality of water in general vary from one municipality to another greatly. Greatly. And the water flow rates that are coming from the muni supply change on a regular basis too think about it when yeah. you're using milliliters like a thimble just a thimble worth of chemical per application and your flow rates are different from municipal water supply and other uh, uh, seasonal factors the operator has made a choice that they are either are going to have a great service provider from their chemical manufacturer or they're going to have to do it themselves because the hyper concentrate is a more high involvement. It's, it has all the advantages you want, but it has the requirement of a higher involvement either from the operator themselves or their service provider.
1: Yes. Yeah. Okay. I can't agree more. And we, you know, one thing I would always emphasize in the morning was checker chemistry because we could have the triple phone would look awesome one day and the next day, something gone went wrong with it. And it always drove me crazy because and and then trying to train your employees to catch that sometimes is challenging too. Hey, this podcast is brought to you by the fine folks at JBS Industries. JBS Industries is a family owned and operated chemical manufacturing company serving all levels of the commercial car wash industry for over 40 years. JBS Industries is recognized worldwide for developing superior car wash chemicals by continually innovating its products. JBS Industries also developed a comprehensive distribution network to serve you and its customers. So if you're looking for a car wash chemistry provider to help drive your car wash to the next level, then contact JBS Industries today at 888-745-0720 or visit them online at jbsindustries.com. Why do you have daily changes in your chemistry? What, you know, I wish, I wish, you know, if I had a wish list for as a car wash owner, there'd be a, chemi- a chemistry delivery system that would not change on a regular basis. But.
0: Right. Well, it's because of, because of water, right? Yeah. In other words, if there was used to be ads years ago, it says just add water. And it seems like a simplistic ad, but think about it. No matter the chemistry, whether it's conventional or hyper concentrated, it's, it's mixed with water and then distributed out to the bay through a nozzle and pumping system. right? So, the water and the quality of water is so important. So Mm -hmm. when you test for uh, water quality and hardness and, uh, and uh, the the particles in in the water supply, the quality of water depends on the total amount of chemistry that you're going to have to use. Right. Right. And that changes over time. Right. Particularly um, you mentioned I don't know, I never heard that before, believe it or not, that people select or companies select Ohio because of the, of the access of water. That might be true. But yeah. the quality, the water is yeah. everything in this, in, and the flow rates of water, they're never consistent. So in a perfect world, like you said, if everything was 100% recyclable or reclaimed and you used and that system didn't have any external elements whatsoever then you would never have a problem in theory with um, your car wash operations to generate a clean, shiny, dry car. Right. But you know for sure that's not the case at all. And, and so the source of water and the quality of water and the flow of water, and then and then you're also washing 500, 700, 800, 1,000 cars a day um, with different size and dimensions that the margin of error is is pretty high, yeah. believe it or not. Yeah. And that's why the great car wash operators are out there in the morning running test washes, um, checking their nozzles, making sure all the nozzles are working, that the pumping stations are working, that everything is in working order almost every day, like a quality restaurant. But yeah. to be able to set it and forget it in, a, in an environment that has seasonal changes uh, from from 95 degrees in humidity to below zero, um, those are drastic changes, uh, David.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree. And I think one thing we don't think about in the car wash industry is our base product, which is water, is not consistent. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, you know, based on the season, based on where the water is being drawn from, and we're pretty fortunate here in Colorado Springs, most of our water is is snowmelt water. so that. TDS many times was less than 20. I mean, coming into the system. And so, you know, we were able to produce perfect spot free water when we needed to. So we had great quality water, but now they're getting water from Pueblo and some other area, the Arkansas river and that water is different and it's being mixed with the other water. And we're, you know, we were starting to see some big changes in our base product, uh, which is water.
0: Yeah. The other, the other point on water or just in chemistry in general is, is the, um, and it varies from one region to another, but the uh, requirements for reclaim. I mean, when we were out in Southern California, for example, um, you know they always blamed it on the political environment and all that. I don't know if that's true, but to be able to clean cars with chemistry that has been recycled and reclaim water, required maybe 50% reclaim, Some they even have some that are holistically 100% reclaim requirements, makes it extremely difficult to clean a car with with chemistry and to calibrate it. Because now not only are you having a requirement to use water that is contaminated, right? It's reclaimed. Mm -hmm. But that, that consistency of reclaimed water, there is no consistency. It's just being reclaimed and reused. It's not, it doesn't have a standard of quality when it comes back and circulates through the system. So that makes it extremely hard. And if you think going forward with uh, regulatory uh, issues or scarcity of water, we've seen that before years ago, that um, that becomes a threat to um, modern chemistry in the commercial car wash business if someday down the road, uh, a decade or two, where the entire U.S. and North American market could be subject to some pretty stringent reclaim uh, requirements. At the ICA panel uh, a month ago, they mentioned that, you know, as a threat to the industry, as it related to, you know, our whole industry is dependent on quality, the access um, and the cost of water. Right. And we just take that for granted, right? remember the restrictions where you couldn't wash your car in cul-de-sac's neighborhood. Um, not too many years ago, and if it's yeah. not that way today, well, that's a big threat to the commercial car wash industry. But it's also a big threat to the ability for chemical manufacturers to um, to maintain the quality claims on their chemistry. So, yeah, no,
1: yeah, I definitely agree with that. I was thinking about that the other day. For some reason, I was just kind of thinking about that. The advent of the unlimited program has really increased volumes quite a bit but it's, the, it's at the expense of water usage. Um, and so, you know, one day in the future, we might have to take a hard look at unlimited programs um, because it, it, we, we make it so easy for people to wash their car and they're washing their car more frequently and the, the question is going to be asked one day by somebody, is this necessary? Is, is, is the use of resources to, for people to wash their car whenever they want necessary or not?
0: Yeah, that's, well, we as marketers, our job is to tell uh, consumers that it's important. Right, right. And, and the approach to that is is very interesting. I've come from uh, do-it-yourself, meaning the consumer uh, car appearance products. And then I've seen the industry from the do-it-for-me, and, uh, and, and marketers have used – a variety of tactics through the years: scare tactics, right? Protect your car from the winter because the salt's gonna ruin your car, and and these types of things. Acid rain years ago, these types of things. But today, the modern paint finishes, the urethane and enamel uh, clear coats, have extreme uh, quality and durability in these paint in these paint films. And I really believe that the that the car wash industry needs to focus on performance, just like we were talking about ceramics, right? Mm -hmm. Ceramics, I mean, that's big, big stuff. That's chemical reaction, instant gratification, shine protection um, in in one minute, going and and having a clean, shiny, dry car. These are the kinds of goals and these are the kinds of benchmarks I think the industry needs to um, get to and to let people know that that though, let the the communities know, the uh, consumer communities know that that technology is available at their local car wash.
1: Yeah, yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Yeah, we're gonna have, keep evolving that story as time comes up, as political pressures, re- you know, in, environmental pressures sort of come down on the car wash industry. We're gonna have to make sure we we develop and and uh, develop our story why why there's benefits. Yeah okay i'm gonna i'm gonna ask both of you two more questions and i'll let you go i appreciate your time today being on the podcast but what do you guys like about the car wash industry i'll start with erica what, what, what do you like about it
2: um well i what i said uh at the beginning um it's nice to to meet all the different types of people that are in the car wash industry across the nation uh, when we're at the the trade shows and not only are you meeting with the decision makers but a lot of times you're meeting with individual owners that that's always been something that I've enjoyed. It is very diverse this industry Um, and as more and more private investors come into the industry there's a lot more money and it is evolving in a more sophisticated way Um, so watching that growth and being a part of that is is really fun and and interesting to me.
1: Good. Randy?
0: Yeah, like I opened up, I've been in car appearance ever since I was a kid, you know, with the auto detailing and all that. I think what I like about it most, you know, and since I've been in the professional side of things, is to see it from almost a worldwide point of view. You know, I manage the North American market. Um, the last company I worked for sent me over to Western Europe into the Nordics, um, Sweden. Um, and I'm seeing, you know, in Sweden, for example, David, get this, in an inBay automatic, they run a car in there between 14 and 17 minutes.
1: Oh man. That's
0: crazy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. And, and it drops on it and there's the, and it's like, you know, $34 euro. And yeah. then, and and then the people, for example, from WashTech, which was a real blessing in, in working for um, the Mark Seven Equipment Company, where all territories, to include Australia, to include uh, uh, Asia, and and all the countries throughout the world would meet at summits, and I had the opportunity to listen to the viewpoints of car washing from around the world, and I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, and so and that, you know what you realize when that is that even though they're from areas that are you know from around the world everyone's almost exactly the same <laughs> right we're all trying to chase this clean shiny dry car thing mm-hmm. and um, you know there there really isn't variances just the example I, I gave in the in the nordics that is an extreme example but they're they're uh, the only difference between let's say the US and Canadian or yeah, the North American market is that, for example, in Europe, they don't use colors and scents very much right? because it's believed that their consumers think that they're up to something or yeah. something, you know, isn't right, right? So we over here in America, you know, put the color, put the show, put the glow. We need to see it. And you, you look at the car washes today over here in the United States and something we haven't mentioned Remember that you go in the tunnels and you see all these arches that are just decorative and, and flashing and, and it's a lot of glitter and glue, right? Um, people from Western Europe or around the world are fascinated um, when they came over and visited and I would take them on market rides. They just could not believe um, how much entertainment is involved in the um, U.S. car wash um, industry. So right, what I like about right. it is is learning and and uh, seeing the differences worldwide, and I've been able to do that, and that's kind of cool.
1: Yeah, very fortunate. Yeah, Wash WashTech being being familiar with those folks definitely a powerhouse in the car wash industry, and um, you know they're doing a lot of a lot of great things, both WashTech and Mark Seven. Yeah. Um, so so what uh, so any, any any concerns about the industry, Erica? I'll start with you.
2: Um. I, I think that the we touched a little a little bit about the water um, those regulations and I'm, I'm sure can be concerning to the industry.
0: Randy, well, what was noted down at the CEO conference a little bit? Um, that question was posed to pretty talented people and big influencers in the market. So I'm going to kind of dovetail off that a little bit. Um, express washes are going in everywhere, and and my fear is that with private equity investment um which is always a good thing but at the same time you know there's something called a critical mass right you know it's 300 and you know 330 million people and now we're just putting a car wash on a car wash on a car wash the fear is that um maybe there's too many car washes in some of the markets whereby it's going to drive down the price it's the macroeconomic pressures right mm-hmm. and Going to be able to get the price to make the kind of money that the operators want to, and yeah. and and that to me from an economic standpoint would be a concern. I mean, I hear from uh, some industry colleagues that I've worked with for and some for me, and they've expressed concerns where someone puts their life savings into or jumps from corporate life and gets into express car wash, and they're feeling pretty good about it. And then some of the large consolidated chains come in and and they build one one mile down the road and it's that kind of thing that i think is kind of risky in the in the longer run what do you think
1: yeah i couldn't agree more i was you know i was the guy that jumped out of corporate and took all my money and built a car wash so oh. yeah I, that's exactly you were singing my story and when i was selling my car washes there was a you know a chain that's building probably I'd say 500 feet away across the street oh, from one of my car washes. Now wow. I I felt like I was going to be okay. So the the good news is, you know, we were probably going to lose some volume, but I felt like we we had a lot of volume to begin with. So and I felt like we probably were going to execute better than me. I felt confident. The way my team was performing, that we were we would execute well. So, um, but that's the new reality and i think that's what people are really struggling with.
0: Yeah, no so, question about. No question yeah. about that, David.
1: Yeah. Okay, great. Well, guys, thank you so much. If people want to find out more information about JBS Industries, where would you send them to to to, to get a hold of you folks and find out uh specifically what 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 you offer?
2: Sure, sure. Um our website is jbsindustries.com. So it's jbsindustries.com. Um, and on our contact us page, you can fill out some, a form and contact us that way. Um, you could call us directly on our phone number, which is 513-228-2800.
1: Okay, great. Good, good. Well, Eric and Randy, thank you so much. This was a great discussion. I appreciate that. And I appreciate your insight, Randy and Erica, um, you know, on the industry and where we're going. And thanks so much for being a part of this this uh, this episode.
0: All right. Thanks for having us, David. Have a great day.
1: Yeah, thanks, guys. Thank Bye. you for listening to this episode of the How of Washing. We appreciate you listening. Leave a comment wherever you listen to your podcast, either on iTunes or Stitcher or Google Play or Spotify or wherever it is. We'd love to hear from you, and if you want to leave us a comment on future episodes, go to our website at thehowofcarwashing.com. This is David Begin. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time on The How of Car Washing.
0: Thank you for listening to The How of Car Washing. For more information, links, and other resources, please visit thehowofcarwashing.com and leave us a comment if you have a topic you would like discussed. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to having you next time on The How of Car Washing.